What's going on guys? Welcome back to WDYDCSP. What do you do as a central store processor? And you are listening to Stir That Pot featuring me, Jesse Lopez. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you in advance for listening. Today's topic, manual versus automated processing. Guys, the wave of the future is technology. Everyone knows it as we get further and further into the future. More advanced technology comes out, self-driven cars, advancements in transportation, our phones, um, vision, even with surgeries, guys, it's the advancement is progressing. But not to say that there isn't room for the manual process. So let's talk about that. Pros and cons of manual versus automated. First, let's talk about the manual process. In many facilities, especially the smaller facilities, dental practices, surgery centers, doctor's offices, private practices, etc., etc., still in sterile processing, use the manual processes. So what are we talking about manual? I'm not talking about our washers and sterilizers and ultrasonics. We're not talking about those pieces of equipment because, of course, those are automated, okay? Those are machines. I'm talking about the actual work that we put in. So in decon, when we think about manual, we think about the hand wash process, the the cleaning of instrumentation, the manual cleaning prior to automated cleaning. That's never going to go away. Uh, I'm going to say that now. I don't think that's ever going to disappear. Um, I don't think they can make a technology good enough right now that will take away or eliminate the bulk bio burden prior to cleaning so if the food industry hasn't figured it out yet i don't think we'll get there and if and if it is we're far from it right now okay so manual cleaning uh, manually loading washers manually unloading case carts um, manually placing items into the sink um, and and tasks such as that then we come over to the prep and pack side and The manual process there, of course, is the sorting and testing of instrumentation, putting sets together. But it's also the recording of these sets and instruments. So count sheets are usually made up in an Express spreadsheet or a Word document. Um, It has the items listed for the tray, the name of the tray. And then with a Sharpie of some sort, we uh, document the instruments that we have and don't have in there for instruments that are missing we place a missing sticker on there and we write out the item with usually the item number and how many of those items are missing um, usually a signature and a date has to be written on the count sheet to include in the set okay that's the manual process um, for prep and pack assembly let's put it that way Then we go on to sterilization and then we go to sterilization log sheets, okay? Sterilization log sheets, um, we have to manually write in the description of each item that is going into the sterilizer. So, for example, let's say we're running a pre-vac load, 270 degrees, 4-minute exposure time with a 45-minute dry time, okay? That has to be documented on that sterilization log, okay? Whichever sterilizer is... It is, which the, with the cycle, we attach a load sticker onto that 
um, segment of the sterilization log sheet. And then we itemize each line of what we have in that sterilizer. So if you have 18 different items, we have to write out 18 different items. We just can't put 18 items. We have to write out what each item is. A laparoscopic uh, instrument tray, laparotomy tray, a heart transplant tray, book water tray, uh, 10 debakey forceps, seven and a half inch forceps that are peel pack, etc., etc. You get the picture. Um, and then once that load is, is, con is completed, um, we have to write in start time and time on that sterilization log attached to printout. Um, if you have a biological, the biological is also recorded onto that sterilization log sheet with the lot number, um, the time it, pl it was placed in the incubator, the time it came out, and the result positive or negative. Okay, if we're talking about transportation and storage, again, manual process is loading up a cart pushing that cart to its destination, unloading it, placing it on the shelf, hopefully practicing FIFO, first in, first out, guys. Um, we'll talk about that some other time. But uh, also, if you have a robust documentation um, of that process, then you should be documenting where those trays are located um, by a designated name, whatever, storehouse A, shelf 6, or general section, et cetera, et cetera. So how does automation comes in? What has, what over the years has become automated and what do larger practices that decide to go autom go automated change? Well, in Decon, there is um, technology that once you load those racks, um, automatically gets loaded or fed into the washer so there's no need to push any carts into the washers it's an automatic feed same thing with case carts they go on to a rolling rack um, track actually that pushes the case carts into the washers into the cart washers um, as far as um, the manual process with cleaning that still continues but there is technology now that brings up the IFUs on the fly. So once you scan the tray and scanning, that's another automated process there with tracking systems. Um, you now can attach a name to a case cart as well as the trays processed um, to an operator. Um, so if there's any discrepancies or any faults, it can go back to who processed that tray, at what time, at what date. Um, also, there's the technology of scanning that tray and popping up the IFUs with step-by-step -step instructions on how to process that tray um, with diagrams and videos of how to assemble or disassemble any items that need to be in that tray, as well as timers and hard stops with pop-up uh, messages letting you know if the item can be ultrasonic or what's the next process. So that's a big breakthrough in decon um, as well as adjustable sinks as trivial as that may sound that is a huge ergonomic uh, technology that we have in decontamination um, if you ever had to work in a sink that does not adjust and you are either vertically uh, uh, challenged or 
you are uh, very, very tall, um, you would know the struggles of working at a set sink. Um, over in the prep and pack side, the technology is just futuristic, I may say. Um, I just seen a new technology that wraps trays for you. So tray wrapping at some point is going to be obsolete. It's going to be automated. You just have to push the set through. It wraps it. It seals it, labels it, puts it on the other side to be uh, awaiting sterilization. Um, there's also technology that strings the instruments for you. So no longer will you have to figure out if the item belongs in a tray or not, or even care what the item is called. Honestly, you let the device do the identification and placement on in the stringer order. So it identifies the instrument. It lets the technician know whether that instrument belongs in the set or not, um, and then places it in the correct order according to the count sheet. So that's that's big right there. It only it requires that the technician just do their function of inspecting and testing in for instrumentation. No longer do would we need to count instruments or um, figure out if an instrument belongs or doesn't belong in a set. Um, and then at the end of that stringing cycle, it tallies up any instruments that are missing and generates a shopping list per se um, of instruments to gather um, to complete that set. No longer is the days where we look at a count sheet and we count five hemostats. We only got four and we get up on the fly to get that fifth one because we might forget it at the very end. Um, so it generates a kind of shopping list for us to be able to get those instruments. Um, the other uh, breakthrough in the assembly is the um, peel packs. Um, there is a technology that scans the instrument and determines the size and it cuts and seals the peel pack appropriately so you can insert the item and then seal the other end. It'll label it and it's ready to go. If your facility that still practices double peel packing, you can set that to so, so it will generate two pouches for you, one for the first pack, and I'll let you know which is which, and then the second one cut to a larger length so and different size, so you can safely place the item in the second peel pack and seal them. I mean, that is, that's a technology that I would really like to play with because I hate peel packs, especially the self-sealing ones. Not the self-sealing ones, the ones that you have to use the heat sealers for. And you have to measure out the length of the peel pack. And, oh, uh, yeah, I, I dislike using those. Um, I love the self-adhesive ones. Um, but a lot of times, some instruments don't fit in those type of uh, peel packs. So uh, you won't have the right size. So you have to go to the heat seal uh, peel packs. So that's a pretty cool technology. I would love to um, get my hands on that one and trial that one out. Over in sterilization, you have the pass-through sterilizers um, and you have them so that you can put them on actual racks that actually load them into the sterilizers so you don't have to do that much pushing or pooling. Um, and then one of the, like I've seen this, I've probably seen this like six years ago, are the robotic transport carts. Um, you load up the carts and you don't have to push it nowhere. It goes to the destination 
on its own and awaits unloading there. Somebody's there to unload it, place the items on the rack, and uh, the item comes back to you. You know, the, the cart comes back to you. And then we talk about storage. Man, we talk about the rotary uh, storage systems where you scan the item and basically it's on a rotor dial. It basically, when you scan that tray, the shelf where that item belongs to basically comes down. It's almost like a, uh, a Scrubex machine that has the different chambers and the different pockets. It tells you open up door number one, door number two. Well, this one's one door, but the actual shelf comes down to you. And depending on how you programmed it, it is color coded. So it'll let you know that that book Walter goes in shelf number seven that's already down to be selected in section green, red, yellow, blue. It's color coded and by number, it is a very cool space saving technology that it when I seen it in works, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So what's the pros and cons? Well, I'll start with technology. Well, I'm going to start with all the cons. Cost. You have to have the budget for technology. Some of these technologies are not cheap. They are very, very expensive very hard to maintain and the other con is when they break down you better have somebody that can service them to put you back up in business because if it's a one-of-a-kind type uh, uh, equipment or let's take that storage system for example now I know it's supposed to be on some backup power and stuff like that but things happen you know what if you have like a total power outage and something electrical happens to the system you're stuck there is no manual override to the system to get those trays out to open anything up is you're stuck you're done it's a done deal now there might be some safeguards in that but if you don't have somebody that can immediately repair that or get power to the system you're stuck um same thing with our tracking systems. If you have a robust tracking system and the tracking system goes down, um, a lot of facilities aren't prepared to go back to the manual days. They're not. They have no clue how to process manually. Um, so that is a huge con for me with technology. The other thing is space. Technology does take up space, especially with um, the automated systems in Prep and Pack um, that I didn't mention about, you know, there are systems now in Prep and Pack where you don't even have to leave your workstation. The work comes to you now. Um, there are the racks come out of the washers on a conveyor line and it comes right to your workstation and you just pick off of that rack and start working from there. But what happens in a power outage? What happens when that rack system goes haywire or a piece of that conveyor belt doesn't work or one of the motors burn out you know now how do you navigate or manage that process it, it's a lot to think of when you think about technology and especially with those tracks and those rails you know they take up some good revenue and good good uh floor space um in your department so you have to have the space to do things like that um 
especially with storage and things of that nature. So that's a lot to consider when you're using technology. Um, also, the updates in the systems and um, the cost of updates and who can update. What is it the responsibility of the facility? Are there super users involved or do you have to get an outside company to do it? I know for a sterilizer company that I used to work, that I used to deal with, we couldn't change the parameters on our sterilizers ourselves. We had to call the service reps in and they had to come in to hook up to a mainframe computer and change the parameters. We had to send in a ticket request to get the parameters changed and it was just a cumbersome um, process. It wasn't very friendly. It wasn't a timely manner. You know, it's like we can get a loaner in out of nowhere with a crazy parameter and we need to change it. If you just have those sterilizers, you have no way of changing it right there and then. You'd have to wait for a technician to come in. And that was crazy. So technology can have a lot of hiccups, guys. So what are the pros? I mean, of course, it's better throughput with production. Of course, if you eliminate the amount of movement that you have to do um, to get the job done, very little lifting, very little twisting and turning you avoid a lot of injuries but on the negative side of that when you're stationary and you're not moving around a lot i believe you lose a lot of motor skills guys so that's another con for the technology part of it i believe that we lose a lot of our motor skills we're too um i believe that we're too stationary we don't move around enough we don't utilize our motor skills we don't retain memory as well um, when using technology and computers that much. Um, so that's a con. But the pros are for individuals that, you know, um, like technology in that sort or um, really don't like all the running around and the chaos. It makes it, it controls the chaos. It controls the workflow. It's consistent and it's reproducible. So technology does have a strong positive in that sense, guys. Um, and it's it's pretty cool. Let me tell you, it, it, it shows when when your department invests in automated systems and upgrades in technology, it shows that they're serious about their processes. Um, and, and, it, and, and that can go in one or two ways. It can go to assist the technicians or it's done to reduce um, the number of technicians you have in there. Um, so it can go either way. Um, another pro with uh, technology is the um, quality. Um, it reproduces and it does the same thing every single time. So I'm going to use the example of the um, automated system for stringing instruments. The instruments are going to get strung the same exact way every single time. It'll reproduce that quality every single time. And if used correctly, you know, it's going to not put in instruments that don't belong. So it's going to reduce that error. And for missing instruments, it's going to cut back on wasted time 
that a technician would ha have done if he had to constantly get up and down, up and down, back and forth, looking for um, missing instruments. It's going to generate that shopping list, and you can do it all in one shot. Over in the decontamination area, the pros and cons of technology. So the cons, again, it is um, that, that cost and that space. Those conveyor belts um, take up space. The other thing with the cons with that is you have to maintain those belts. Those belts, that hard water and the, the chemicals dripping off of that, those belts can get pretty filthy. So, And they're not very easy to clean. They're not easy to clean, guys. Um, there's all kinds of uh, uh, wheels on there and, and little nooks and crannies. And especially since in the decontamination area, you don't have a power hose. You don't want to be spraying water all over the place in there anyway. Um, you have to basically hand wipe clean those uh, conveyors. And if you don't keep up with them, they operate horribly, guys. Um, the other con I see with the automated IFU system is I can see that slowing down the process a little bit. Um, it's going to give you hard stops at certain at certain uh, um, clicks, you know, so you'd have to scan in a tray. Not to say that the technician can't continue to process and just continue clicking buttons or clicking the OK until the next process goes in. But let's take, for example, if you follow an IFU for a depew tray to the T. If you're truly following the IFU, you know, you're scrubbing each instrument for two minutes. And if there's a hundred, there's a hundred instruments in there, that's 200 minutes of scrubbing. Okay. So there's going to be a timer on this IFU for 200 minutes of cleaning. That's over three hours of cleaning one tray. That is the truth of doing one depew tray. So the way I understand the system is you're not going to be able to skip that. You're going to have to complete that process before you can scan the next tray. That's going to, if you're following that for the T, that's to the T, that's going to delay processing extremely. Um, so that's the con I see on that. The pros, so you're going to be doing it right all the time. And that's what we're in for. We're, I want to say patient safety, but that's not our job. Patient safety is the job of the OR. They are in direct contact with the patient. We have an impact on patient safety, but our main goal is to make the OR team's job easier. That is our primary goal. They are our primary customer, our clinicians, our end users. Our job is to make their jobs easier and safer so that they can concentrate on patient safety and that's how we impact it okay we impact everything else after that once that set leaves our hands we impact the end user and we impact the patient so it's our goal is client safety client satisfaction and then patient safety is in a byproduct of that so that is the plus in what we get out of decontamination with technology. The loading of the racks and not having to push those racks into the washers. Some of them racks, even though they roll pretty smoothly, can get caught up 
And that's 224. That can be up to 225 pounds of trays that we have to try to push along a, a rail and into a washer. Um, you know, with the carts, the same thing. Sometimes those wheels get a little funky and turn and it can get a little difficult to push those things in there. You know, with an automated system, they're automatic. We just line them up and they automatically get fed into the washers and discharged on the other side. So very little handling um, and very little pushing and strains. Um, so that's a big plus there. So, guys, I mean, whether you're doing a manual process or an automated process, the results and the goals are still the same. We still have to follow our standards and our regulations. And both processes can be very successful. I will say that the limitation of the manual process is as good as the technicians and the amount of technicians you have. So as your practice grows, so does the number of technicians that must work in the facility. For technology, it's the same. It's pretty much the same, except that with some technology, um, like at some point um, when you do the manual process, in bigger facilities, you have what's designated as a tray captain who unloads the washers and the carts off the cart washer. In an automated process, that's no longer required, okay? So because the whole rack is going to a technician to assemble, so no one needs to unassemble uh, or unload a washer. As far as the cart washer is concerned, um, the cart washer unloads automatically as, as well, um, but as far as the containers, um, you may need someone to get containers unless the technician um, can get up and get those containers himself. So that's how that works on that one, guys. Um, so it, technology can reduce the number of staff that you may need or it may increase it depending on the complexity and um, the, uh, I guess the increase in capacity or output that the technology gives you. Um, so if you're putting out more, of course, you're going to need more prep and pack individuals to keep up with that um, daily task um, and so forth and so forth. So guys, that's about sums it up with my um, talk about manual process versus automated. Um, I will put myself as a technology junkie. I do love technology, um, but I do not like when technology overcomplicates a process. Um, sometimes I feel that some of the simplest process should be left simple. Um, and I won't go into details as to which ones those are, but sometimes overcomplicating something is a bad thing. Um, it's sometimes better to keep it manual that way it's a little bit simpler um the other thing i'll leave off with is my preference to do the manual processes um i believe that when you do manual processes it sharpens your motor skills better um it gives you better mobility um it doesn't keep you stationary it wards off boredom um Sometimes just staring into a computer screen for too long just becomes a little tiresome. Um, it, it draws on your posture. It dwells on your mental. Um, so I believe sometimes the, ma the manual process 
is a healing process for our motor skills. Um, so guys, that's pretty much wraps it up for today. I will see you guys next week with the next topic, whatever that may be. So as always, I leave you guys with stay true to yourselves, keep it 100, and peace.